What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the MTG Untapped podcast. I am your host, I am the Micah, and joining me as always, if he was in Strixhaven, probably wouldn't be in any of these colleges, he'd probably be in the cafeteria. He is Costa. How are you, my friend? Uh, eating all the food. Sorry, children. I ain't gonna get nothing. <laughs> all right, so on this episode, we're gonna be talking about the Strixhaven spoilers, and there are a lot of them, so we're gonna be skipping the untapped segment today, and... For your information, we're recording this a little earlier in the week than we normally do. Uh, we had some scheduling issues inv- involving a uh, monkey fighting a giant lizard. Oh, yeah. So if any of the cards that were spoiled later in the week we don't talk about, we'll cover those next week. We're going to be covering the ones that have been revealed up until this point on Tuesday afternoon. Yes, yeah, so sir. Is there a is there one lizard or is there two lizards, Micah? Mm. There's a lizard, and it looks like there might be a robot lizard, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into these spoilers. Starting off with Star Pupil, a single white mana, human wizard, zero, zero, at common. Star Pupil enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it. When Star Pupil dies, put its counters on target creature you control. To me, this seems like it's a primarily a limited card that might feature in the plus one plus one counters deck if it needs more one drops but probably not it's only a common so yeah it's basically just modular from a mirrodin but except it's not an artifact thing so yeah i don't need to spend too much time on that one next up we have study break it is one and a white for an instant at common it says tap two target creatures and learn this actually might be pretty involved and limited don't you think it would be a Tap your blockers, kill you. In that the learn mechanic, we're seeing there's quite a few more more potent learn spells. Or uh, lesson, yeah, yeah, lessons, lessons, lessons. Yeah, yeah. Um, this might be very relevant and limited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it'll it'll probably be a one of just because of the learn on it. Um, I don't expect too much from it, but we'll see. Also, it's irrelevant and constructed. Um, next up, we have guiding voice, a single white mana. For a sorcery at common, it says, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature and learn. Now, when I first read this card, I think this might be a, not high pick, but something you want to pick up. If you're in a, like a Magecraft deck that wants to win off casting lots of spells and getting value. Um, yeah, I mean, it's okay. I, I think the plus one counter. So uh, I haven't, we're going to obviously go through all these spoilers but have you seen anything that like anthems for plus one plus one counters like give creature menace or anything like that if they have a plus one there's later on i think one of like the elder dragons or something doubles counters like when it etbs but yeah um, i'm just kind of surprised like i would have already expected to see something along that line because there's a lot of plus one plus one counters as we'll see but there's not um i don't necessarily see like a payoff and maybe that's a good thing because everything's gonna have a plus one counter so it would work like slivers almost but um yeah i mean this is fine again i think the learner is just gonna make it limited playable so that's what i was thinking it's a single mana for an instant or sorcery that triggers your magecraft so and learn can get an additional uh, instant or sorcery into your hand so you can trigger it again and that's why i'm thinking that these might have some relevancy in limited but yeah. probably not in constructed at all either next up we have enthusiastic study two in a red for an instant at common target creature gets plus three plus one and gains trample until end of turn and you learn limited combat trick i don't know if there's anything else really need to say about it all right moving on we have field trip 
this better be good. That's uh, right. Two and a green for a sorcery at common. Search your library for a basic forest card. Put that card onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle, then learn. Hmm. A bad rampant growth. Uh, bad or better, just depending on the, the environment there. Uh, again, like you said, it's probably not going to see constructed play, uh, but just ramping and I'm t- telling you stapling rummage on every card is just great. So, yeah. Next up we have rise of Extus for, do you still call it Orzov hybrid Orzov hybrid? Yeah, that'll be Orzov Orzov. All right. So it's, <laughs> it's four white, black four black, black or four white, white for a sorcery at common. It says exile target creature exile up to one target instant or sorcery card from a graveyard and learn this might be really pretty good and limited yeah six mana is pretty big cost um i i'm kind of curious because since it's costing so much uh it'll just depend on how quick these creatures can grow off of their magecraft if they have something like that or just plus one counters so yeah it remain to be seen but either way early evaluation says it'll be you know a main pickable thing so yeah i think whether this card is Premium and limited depends on how fast or slow the format ends up being. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next up, we have environmental sciences. Two mana for a sorcery lesson at common. It says search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. Then you gain two life. Limited lesson. It is, but I did want to say that I really love the flavor of this. It makes me want to go to the school now. I was kind of worried at first because it looks like there's some dark lord, you know, wink, wink, hint, hint there and whatnot. But, you know, now I want to go to that school. I love to travel, so. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So moving on, we have some cool red-white cards. First up, we have venerable war singer one red and white for a spirit cleric at rare it is a three three it has vigilance and trample and it says whenever venerable war singer deals combat damage to a player you may return target creature card with mana value x or less from your graveyard to the battlefield where x is the amount of damage venerable war singer dealt to that player this might be super in both <laughs> constructed and limited yeah, I mean, constructed is always hard to tell with these aggressive cards, but I mean, I think limited this is uh, extremely powerful. I mean, it has trample, which is like the main thing on here, and it's a big enough creature, right? A three three. Yeah, this is uh, pretty good, and as we'll see moving forward, the theme of Boros uh, is very, uh, very pushed. So, I actually think it's better in constructed than it is limited. I mean, I could see that. Are you like? I'm not going to be the, this isn't an original thought. I think I saw it was like Saffron all from into you goldfish or someone else saying it, but you like pair this thing in like the white weenie deck with like mm-hmm. all the Alistair life's bounties and the selfless saviors that can just get it through. And you recur those cards. So you're just constantly getting in for damage and recurring your protection for this card. Yeah. Now I heard him say the same thing. I think for me, I'm just always a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Apprehensive, I guess uh, mm-hmm. about the, 
uh, aggro decks because there's always cards printed out that everyone's like, oh, this is a great aggro card, and then it doesn't really pan out. And because it's three mana, it, I, if it was a two mana, I would I would say for sure like it was a two mana two two with all these abilities. But a three mana, uh, it, it just might be edged out of the cut there. But either way, it's really strong. Yeah, true. At three mana, I feel like it probably needed haste for it to like really take over because as soon as the thing hits the battlefield, there's probably going to be removal magnet, but we will see. Well, it'll be a theme with me about this three mana as we'll, we'll talk about a card here in just a little bit, but go ahead and move to the next one, Micah. (laughs) All right. Next up we have rip apart red and white for a sorcery at uncommon. It says choose one rip apart deals three damage to target creature or planeswalker or destroy target artifact or enchantment. Coast, what do you think about this new staple and constructed? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I think uh, your message to everyone was correct. This will definitely be a staple and um, commander. I mean, this is very constructed playable. It's not an instant speed. Uh, I know some people, again, going back to the goldfish, they had actually talked a lot about why these cards not instants. Uh, well, <laughs> because cards like this just do way too much. And so it, it's a good thing, I think, for everyone to not have this ubiquity, right? So. <laughs> A very powerful card. I like it. Um, and again, I'm just liking the direction so far of Lorehold. Do you think the fact that this is a sorcery makes it more of a card wanted, wanted, desired in aggro decks versus like control? Because like you don't really want to hold up mana for whatever. You're just like, all right, clear blocker so I can choo choo go through or destroy whatever's like they're developing on their board, whether it's a planeswalker, artifact, or enchantment. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's exactly like kind of my point to it, right? I'd rather see this dedicated in a certain deck and not like every deck have the answer to, you know, my fun artifact or enchantment. So definitely more of an aggro card because you're doing it on your turn to get through. Um, yeah, the control decks uh, won't run this unless like a just guy control deck comes around and they'll have in the board for whatever artifact or enchantment gets printed out. That's gonna, they're going to need to remove. But yeah, definitely more of an aggro card. All right. So. Moving on, we have Elite Spellbinder. Two and a white for a human cleric at rare. It is a 3-1 with flying and says, when Elite Spellbinder enters the battlefield, look at target opponent's hand. You may exile a non-land card from it. For as long as that card remains exiled, its owner may play it. A spell cast this way costs two more to cast. Costa, you have a lot of thoughts on this card. I do, I do. In fact, our, our group had a lot of thoughts on this card. I think even some people were saying it's just trash. I, however, think it's pretty good. Um, I think it's pretty good, and I think, you know, again, what we were talking about earlier, it'll what'll kill this card is the three mana, the three CMC or three mana value. Um, if it if it doesn't pan out, then that's I'm not saying that's the case, but um, this card is great. Um, a three one flyer. So the, the thing here for, for those of y'all that might not understand this, normally when you have cards like this, it says it has an ability of basically exile a card from a player's hand until this card leaves the battlefield. This does not have that text. What it does is permanently puts it in the exile zone where the opponent can still cast it, uh, but it, it will forever cost two more mana until they cast the spell. And so that's what makes this card really interesting to me. Um, I liked what you were talking about earlier about... Um, that this as a tempo play right to stop a board wipe it delays that now they could just have another one in hand but there's no well is there a four is there a four mana wrath just like the extinction events and stuff shatter right? the sky uh shatter yeah yeah i haven't there's seen a one new one. one there's a new one from colin hind that cares about but, tribal 
Oh yeah, there's that one. But Doom Scar is foretold, so you're gonna miss it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's five mana. So yeah, no, I really like this card. Um, like I said, I think I think the only reason why it might not get played is simply because it costs three mana. And I think what I suggested to you is like if it was a two mana two one, I mean that might be too good, but that card would be like no doubt in my mind would be very playable. Um, so yeah. This card makes me think there'll probably be a like Boros aggro deck. Like we talked about Venerable Warsinger and how that would fit into a Boros aggro deck. But that's primarily like a white weenie style one where I think this one fits in with like cast this on turn three and then turn four you you get rid of their wrath or whatever removal spell, protect your board. Then you swing in with three creatures and then you uh, ember cleave this thing and deal eight damage with it in the air. And then whatever else gets through and has gone through on the prior turns. So I feel like it's likely in a more red based Boros aggro deck or lore hold, if we're calling it that. Um, yeah. I think this car will see a lot of standard play and is probably really good and limited. I mean, I can see it in a white too. In fact, I think just like in the Winota build, like the old, uh, what do they call it? Like stone dog blade or whatever, where you had the, the, two mana it was like one in a red and it tutors up for like two dogs or whatever which triggers Winota multiple times like i think i think we'll see that kind of deck come back because uh that was that was really fun i mean i, I like the dogs anyway i'm just a dog lover but um i think that deck will be pretty powerful so yeah we'll see we'll see where this where it ends up um like i said i think i told you this too if this doesn't work out i think we will see a cheaper version of this either as a one one or, or two one uh because i think they want this ability to kind of work maybe not in high volumes but they want something that'll stick with this kind of ability or this kind of taxing to it so yeah all right so moving on we have dueling coach three and a white for a human monk at uncommon it is a two two and it says when dueling coach enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. So there you go, more plus one plus one counter stuff. And then it has the activated ability four and a white and tap. Put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it. So obviously there's gonna be some white focus plus one plus one counter uh, archetype in limited. Costa, you think this one is a well, obviously, we don't know yet. It's can't, you don't know if it's a premium pickup in that deck. But. No, but I, but I would I would guess it would be. I would uh, if you're looking at like the limited resources grading, they'd pro- mm-hmm. I would have this in the B range where it would draw you into white because uh, giving all your uh, creatures a plus one counter if they have one, that's going to be a thing. Um, and then just putting a counter on itself and growing it every turn. Now it's a huge uh, cost, but again, that's why I put like at a B, not you know anything higher. So I think it's gonna be good. All right, so moving on, we have Beaming Defiance. One in white for an instant at common. It says, target creature you control gets plus two, plus two, and gains hexproof until end of turn. These generally see quite a bit of play in limited formats. You protect your big, important creatures, and then also it's the pump spell, so it helps you out in combat. Kosa, do you have anything else to add? No, yeah. I mean, I'm going to run it because I love combat tricks, and this is what I want to do. Get bigger, protect it, good to go. All right, next up we have Ageless Guardian, one white for a spirit soldier at common. It is a 1-4, and that's all we have to say about it. Goodbye. Next up, we have a random green card. We have Potion of Empowerment. It is a single green mana for an instant at uncommon. It says, you gain two life, and target creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the amount of life you gained this turn. Another combat trick that gains you life. I think this actually might have a little more um, constructed play. Uh, it sounds kind of weird, but green white 
um, I think wants to break out in either counters or life gain. And uh, this is one of those cards where I could see it being decent. I'm not saying it's going to be great, but this might enable some cool things. So just thought I'd toss it in there. All right. So moving on, we have Stonebound Mentor. One red, white for a spirit advisor at common. It is a 3 3. And it says, whenever one or more cards leave your graveyard, scry one. This seems like a really good limited card. Three mana, three, three. Yeah. Three what mana, else do you have to say? Ability. Yep. All right. Good. So moving on, we have Semester's End. Man, I'm loving this cycle of names that they get. They're so on the nose. We have three and a white for an instant at rare. It says, exile any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers you control. At the beginning of the next end step, return each of them to the battlefield under its owner's control. Each of them enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on it if it's a creature, and an additional loyalty counter if it's a planeswalker. This seems like it's going in a lot of EDH decks to me. Yeah, EDH. Um, if you want another... Uh, pseudo Yurion ability because I think Yurion is permanence, right? Non land permanence. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's cool. Um, I, yeah, a fun of, but I don't necessarily think it's it'll do anything. I actually, you know, instant speed is pretty good. I mm-hmm. didn't realize that. So, yeah, maybe there's some, there is a little bit of uh, constructed standard playability here, but yeah, cool card. Moving on, we have Academic Probation. Man, I love these names. One white for a sorcery lesson at rare. It says, choose one. Choose a non-land card name. Opponents can't cast spells with the chosen name until your next turn. Then choose target non-land permanent. Until your next turn, it can't attack or block, and its activated abilities cannot be activated. Hmm. Yeah, At rare? Set, yeah, rare, yeah. I was actually going to be funny and say this set, set is uh, going to be hitting sore spots for a lot of people. Academic probation. Who's going to want to draft this? Yeah, at rare, this seems like it's a card that it would be very disappointing to see as you're rare. But I mean, it can have its uses in limited, especially since we've had so much learn. You could easily just tutor this up from your sideboard and it's, it's a card worth having, I guess. It can help fog a creature or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, the toolbox, just... yeah, the toolbox application of this, I, I kind of need to pay attention to that. You're right. It's a lesson. So, yeah, the toolboxing of these cards, uh, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see what parts of your sideboard you're actively going to adjust into, you know, like your pseudo main deck. Right. Um, and so this card, I would say, isn't necessarily good enough to be in the sideboard. It's not good enough to be in the main deck, but, you know, maybe as a tool. You know, it, it might just make it there. So, yeah, kind of interesting, right? So, All right. moving on, we have Thunderous Orator. One white for a core wizard at uncommon is a 2 2 with vigilance and says when Thunderous Orator attacks, it gains flying until end of turn if you control a creature with flying. The same is true for First Strike, Double Strike, Death Touch, Indestructible, Lifelink, Menace, and Trample. Costa, this is a limited card. Very, very good limited card. Yes, sir. Yeah, moving on. We have Quintarius Field Historian. Three red and white for a legendary creature, Elephant Cleric at Uncommon. It is a 2-4, and it says, Spirits you control get plus one plus oh, and it says, Whenever one or more cards leave your graveyard, create a 3-2 red and white spirit creature token. This seems like it might be a signpost Uncommon in the set. 
Yeah, it is. I'm man. I do like that. The spirits are a little bit different, but I do kind of miss like the one, one flyers. Like I see this and I'm just thinking, Oh man, like lingering souls. Right. But it, yeah, we've, we've had that before. So yeah. So four, two basically is what we're making here. That's yeah. That's pretty good. So. Mm-hmm. All right. And for those who don't know, signposts on commons are for each of the color pairs, they gent wizards will put a uncommon in that color pair that basically says, what is the archetype for these colors in this set? So moving on, we have Lorehold Excavation. Red and a white for an enchantment at uncommon. And it says, at the beginning of your end step, mill a card. If a land card was milled this way, you gain one life. Otherwise, Lorehold Excavation deals one damage to each opponent. It has the activated ability, five mana, and exile a creature card from your graveyard to create a tapped 3-2 red and white spirit creature token. This seems like another really fun limited card. Yeah, I'd say it's a, this one probably be a high pick for sure. Just pumping out 3-2s when you get to the end game. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we have Radiant Scroll Wielder. Two red and a white for a dwarf cleric at rare. It is a 2-4, and it says... Instant and sorcery spells you control have lifelink, and at the beginning of your upkeep, exile an instant or sorcery card at random from your graveyard. You may cast it this turn. If a spell cast this way would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. Hmm. This seems like it could be pretty good. Yep. It, another good one. Especially in uh, EDH. Oh yeah, for sure. Spell, what is it? The the combo spell song and super fire, fire <laughs> speaker or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. All right, gets in that attack. All right, moving on. We have returned pass caller. What is this mana cost? Three red, red white hybrid, and a white. So it's either three red, red white, or a three red, white, white for a spirit cleric at uncommon. It is a four two with flying, and it says when returned pass caller enters the battlefield, return target spirit instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. This is a really good limited card. Yeah, I just chained these together. It should have been a bird, though. It doesn't look like a spirit, but whatever. I'm not It's a dead bird. Okay, it's a dead bird. All right. Moving on, we have Go Blank. Two in a black for a sorcery at Uncommon. It says, target player discards two cards, then exile all cards from that player's graveyard. Power creep on Mind Rot. It's good and limited, especially since we've seen so much uh, in the past few cards, cards that care about uh, leveraging your graveyard as a resource. Yeah, they're just they're just stapling things on at this point. Next up, we have Lorehold Pledge Mage. One red white hybrid, red white hybrid for a core shaman at common. The shaman common thing almost got me. Uh, it is a two two with a first strike, and it has Magecraft. I'll say it for this first time. Whenever you cast or, or copy an instant or sorcery spell, Lorehold Pledge Mage gets plus one plus zero until end of turn. Three mana two two with bad prowess. That's it. All right. Except we have the very first of the common uh, dual land cycle in this set. We have Lorehold Campus. Lorehold Campus enters the battlefield tap. You can tap it at a red or a white mana, but this cycle of lands has four mana and tap scry one. The power creep is real. Yeah, they really wanted to make sure that this was a common. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think three mana would have been fine. This is a little excessive. Because you're, it's essentially five mana, right? Because you tap the card mm-hmm. itself. So, yeah. Wow. Okay, fine. These might be 
picked a lot higher than they normally would in limited because of that activated ability. Next up, we have Illuminate History. Two red red for a sorcery lesson at rare. It says, discard any number of cards, then draw that many cards. Then if there are seven or more cards in your graveyard, create a 3-2 red and white spirit creature token. Yep, the best lesson so far. Um, I think it basically reminds me of uh, Valakut Exploration, right? The, Awakening. Uh, Awakening, yeah, MDFC. Um, definitely the best one by far. Um, still don't know how much it's going to see play because even Awakening is not seeing play, which is a little odd to me. Um, maybe the format is a little too fast for it. But yeah, it's a really good. Uh, we'll see constructive play. Definitely pickable. High pick and draft for me. So yeah, good stuff. Yep, it's a good lesson. Uh, moving on, we have Blade Historian, which is four hybrid mana. So red, white, red, white, red, white, red, white. I'm not going to go over the combinations because that would be here all day. It is a human cleric at rare. It is a two, three, and it says attacking creatures you control have double strike. This is a limited bomb. Yes. Yeah. Limited bomb. Not much else to say here. Make your, yep. your dragon 10, 10. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Moving on, we have Spirit Summoning. Huh, I wonder what this card does. It is one and red-white hybrid, red-white hybrid, for a sorcery lesson at common, and it says create a 3-2 red and white spirit creature token. Yeah, what I'm seeing with this card, there. I know I can make a comment about everything, but this one in particular, the interesting part about it is enough of these uh, really make, in draft anyway, um, some really good card advantage. So having a creature every time. I think this card will be actually a high pick uh, simply because just always uh, replacing your one card for a creature. Yeah, that's really good. Triggers Magecraft. Moving on, we have one of probably one of the cards I'm most excited for in the set. We have Reconstruct History. Two red and a white for a sorcery at Uncommon. It says return up to one target artifact card, up to one target enchantment card, up to one target instant card up to one target sorcery card and up to one target planeswalker card from your graveyard to your hand exile reconstruct history this is a yeah. staple in every red white edh deck from moving forward i was gonna say take it away micah you 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 love this card i mean i do too it's got every i mean it's so much card advantage but yeah and red white and that's something everyone's been complaining about in the history of ever in edh so getting all decks there you go. All right, moving on, we have Velomachus Lorehold. Five red and a white for a legendary creature, Elder Dragon at Mythic. It is a 5-5 with flying, vigilance, and haste. And it says, whenever Velomachus Lorehold attacks, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana value less than or equal to Velomachus Lorehold's power from among them without paying its mana cost. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. This is an EDH uh, card. <laughs> yeah, it's an EDH card. I'm really disappointed. He doesn't have a monocle. He doesn't have a hat. What kind of freaking master? Uh, well, the art's is? really far away. No, I just zoomed in. There's no monocle on him. Oh. There's nothing. It's an F. It's an F for card design. It's an like elder. That. No, he, he's, he has good eyesight. If you're an Elder Dragon, you have the ability to just maintain 2020 vision, Costa. No, you probably have cataracts at this point. You can't see a darn thing. Uh, we have, that'll be a debate for another podcast as to the <laughs> what can Elder Dragons do. 
right. <laughs> Moving on, we have the actual best lesson. We have reduced to memory. One white white for a sorcery lesson at uncommon. It says exile target non-land permanent. Its controller creates a 3-2 red and white spirit creature token. Oh, damn. I did not realize this was a lesson. Whoa. Yep. Yeah, this is this is good. This is real good. This is uh, basically a generous gift, but mm-hmm. a little better or worse just depending on... It makes a worse creature, but it doesn't hit lands. And it's not instant speed, but still, this is really good. And it has the extra white pip. And extra white pip. Yeah, whatever. It's good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Really good and limited. Might... I think it'll see best of one constructed play, probably for sure. I think it'll see constructed constructed play. Honestly, don't just don't be- don't badmouth my best of one. No, no, no. But best one is fine. I'm just saying, like, I think this card is like playable. I mean, so the issue here is it makes the three two, um, and so like in the aggressive deck, it's not going to be a thing. But remember, mid range and white also used to be a thing, and I've been really, I'm really excited to see if that'll come together. And this is like one of the cards that you put in there, right? So one reason why this might not see play is that Skyclave Apparition is already in the format. That's fine. You can have. I mean, you can never have too many Skyclave yeah. operations. Let me tell you. I. I mean, I blink that thing over and over again. I might as well have twenty in the deck. So. All right. So moving on, we have heated debates. Oh, I love these names. Two in a red for an instant at common. It says this spell can't be countered. Always like to see that. And heated debate deals four damage to target creature or planeswalker. This is going to be a high draft pick. I doubt it sees constructed play, but. Yep. Good evaluation. <laughs> moving on we have strict proctor one white for a spirit cleric at rare it is a one three with flying and says whenever a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability to trigger counter that ability unless its controller pays two another tax card another card that i'm gonna play yeah this one's great honestly moving on we have ifrit flame painter three in a red for a Ifrit Shaman at rare, it is a 1-4 with double strike and says, whenever Ifrit Flame Painter deals combat damage to a player, you may cast target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. If that spell would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. So I got to do a rant here real quick because, again, going back to uh seth and all of them Richard literally said Strict Proctor was bad, then says Ifrit Flame Painter is going to is amazing and whatnot no like uh i might be wrong about this but hell no like <laughs> a free flame painter it, like it's cool it's a one four but how many like four mana creatures do you see like getting like regular play and doing their thing like the questing beast and that's all i can really think of right now like four mana is just not the place to be doing these crazy things and, and edh for sure but whereas like shark proctor is totally going to just wreck people. I mean, paying that two extra mana like is another tactic in its own. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't like the card. Moving on. <laughs> we have Curate. One in the blue for an instant at common. It says, look at the top two cards of your library. Put any number of them into your graveyard and the rest back on top of your library in, a, in any order. Draw a card. Um, so this is a bad ponder. Uh, bad or good because it puts two cards in the yard. So. Oh, that's right. That's different. Yeah. You just don't. You don't get to change the order. It's just or shuffle. Right. 
Yeah, you put this oh. card in, the, and you can put another card in there, or mm-hmm. actually even three, right? Because it's put any number. Yeah, so you can put three cards in the yard. That's uh, what is it? No, you can uh, put you can put two cards in the yard and then draw the third. Right, but curate goes in the graveyard. Oh, that's true. Moving on, we have Barry in books. Four in a blue for an instant out common. It says this spell costs two less to cast if it targets an attacking creature. Put target creature into its owner's library, second from the top. Uh, I think this will. I think this would have been better if it was on the top of the library. So it, it's worse in some ways, but yeah, I'm just so good. Why, uh, what, what makes that worse? Uh, because typically what you want to do is, uh, the next card your opponent draws, you want it to be like their little dork that they have on the field instead of like, yeah, a lot of times you're like, okay, well, what if they have this big creature that I can't stop and it'll, it'll, they'll get it back, uh, you know, two turns from now. Like, I don't know, just usually these effects are better because you're putting the worst of, of their draws or you're making the draws really bad basically. So I think that difference is negligible at best and like if you yeah if you hit a small creature if you do this to like a small creature which I don't really know why you cast this on like a small irrelevant creature you target your big creature and they're without it the, with two turns and can't attack for it with it for like three so I don't know I've played a lot of limited and, and just time walking somebody with a small creature is almost way more important than their big creature I, like I I guess if you're if you're spending five man I'm thinking almost always thinking about spending this. At, or casting this at three mana instead of five. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's where I'm at. So. All right, moving on, we have Hoffrey Ghost Forge. Three red and a white for a legendary creature, Dwarf Cleric at Mythic. It is a four five. It says, Spirits you control get plus one, plus one, and have Trample and Haste. And it says, Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, exile it. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a spirit in addition to its other types, and it has, when this creature leaves the battlefield, return the exiled card to your graveyard. So this is like super Nightmare Shepherd, and I really want to see someone play this in Constructed. Yeah, this is a bomb. I mean, this is a limited mm-hmm. bomb. And oh, yeah. yeah. Constructed. Yeah. Yeah, this might be like too good and limited, but it's huh, cool. Might be- Let's- oh, good. This could be a pretty fun EDH commander. Doesn't he look like a sumo wrestler to you a little bit? Something like about the short one. He's a dwarf. Yeah, I can see. I could like the hair. I can see that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, many sumo is holding a hammer like that, but <laughs> all right. Yep, fun card. Hopefully, hopefully, I get to open one. Next up, we have thrilling discovery. Red and a white for a sorcery at common. It says you gain two life. Then you may discard two cards. If you do, draw three cards. So this is a. It's got an additional color in white, but this is kind of power creep on Cathartic Reunion because the deal with that card is you have to discard the cards as part of its cost. In this one, you can't get goozled and get your spell countered and have already discarded cards. Yeah, I think this card's great. Um, just adding that to life, I think, for me, makes a big difference. So, yeah, sweet card. All right, moving on, we have Relic Sloth. Oh, yeah. Three red and white for a beast at common. It is a 4-4 with Vigilance and Menace. I just wanted to point out that my wife thought this was an anteater and not a sloth. So hmm. it seems like it might be a curve topper in some red, white, uh, limited decks. Moving on. We have campus guide two mana for an artifact creature. Golem at common it is a two one. And when campus guide enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, then shuffle and then put that card on top. This is going to be a limited card that it fixes your if you're playing 
like three colors, it's going to be very useful. Other than that, it's pack filler. Yeah, it's definitely um, a fixer and multicolor. Yeah, I don't think it's a high pick, but if you're splash, you know, doing a mica splash of like, you know, blue, green, and then splashing your double red card, you know, it's going to work fine. So next up, we have Symmetry Master, two green, green for a rhinoceros druid. <laughs> At uncommon, it is a four four with reach. Why? Um, Whenever a creature you control with power equal to its toughness attacks, it gains trample until on the turn. This seems like a really good uncommon. Like a first... Might want to first pick it oftentimes. Yeah, it's a 4-4. Four, four. And it says Rhinoceronte on there. It's, you know, it's awesome. Alright, it's a 4-4 it's a four, four with reach and trample. Because it sees itself. And gives all your other two twos three threes four fours five fives and all them trample too so yeah yeah no it's good that's really good this is better than a lot of the rares we've read yeah i guess i agree with that next up we have sparring regimen two and a white for an enchantment at rare it says when sparring regimen enters the battlefield learn and also says whenever you attack put a plus one plus one counter on target attacking creature and untap it Hmm. So when it says whenever you attack, mm-hmm. it's like so it only triggers once. A combo. Yeah. It, whenever you attack, yeah, it's yeah, it's clumping it. I think with that wording. So it's not whenever you attack with a creature, in which case you get multiple triggers per combat. Right. Right. I think that's why they did that. Which I guess this is their attempt to, um, I guess, like not make things confusing, even though it kind of is like with the mana value stuff. But mm-hmm. I like this card. I think this is a, a bare minimum a casual card for sure, but I'm really wanting to make that green white deck that I was telling you about with counters on it. I want to make it work. And so, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be great in there or not, but um, you know, just maybe another piece of the pie there. I think, well, it's hard to evaluate with, cause it has learn on it, mm-hmm. but I think if it just said, whenever you attack, put a plus one, plus one counter on target attacking creature and untap it. I don't think that's worth it. In, like a constructed plus one plus one counter it's it probably like, isn't but man i'll tell you what when i have that the green white uh conclave mentor out it, there just putting two counters on something that beats someone down yeah we will Ooh. see well and i was gonna say too you know it's funny though i've really gotten people with the um <laughs> the snake skin veil or whatever like people just do not expect that card because they're like oh, okay like i'll let you attack or whatever and this is definitely like a, a mm-hmm. best of one ladder kind of meta right here but yeah like adding another plus two counters or something putting the snake veil on something yeah this card yeah. I, I don't know it might be good so all right moving on we have illustrious historian one to red for a human shaman at common it is a two one it has the activated ability Five mana and exile illustrious historian from your graveyard. Create a tapped three, two red and white spirit creature token. This is a good limited card. Moving on, we have a MDFC on the front side is flame scroll celebrant one to red for a human shaman at rare. It is a two one and it says whenever an opponent activates an ability that isn't a man ability, flame scroll celebrant deals one damage to that player. Always like to see cards like this as the activated ability. One red flame scroll celebrating gets plus two plus zero until end of turn. Has fire breathing. That seems like a pretty good card. On the back side, we have Revel in Silence. White, white for an instant at rare. Duh. Uh, your opponent, it says, your opponents can't cast spells or activate Planeswalker loyalty abilities this turn. 
Exile, Revel, and Silence. This card seems good. Uh, this card is really good. In fact, I think this card is on the same line as the the Paulo PBDDR, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. uh, card. Because, like you were saying before, like stopping a board wipe, well, this is another way to stop a board wipe, right? So uh, the fact that it's a 2-1 and then you have a main deck silence, yeah, this is pretty good. Boros aggro decks coming your way soon in a Very few soon. weeks. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we have Cody Vociferous Codex. Three mana for a legendary artifact creature construct at rare. It is a 1-4 and it says you can't cast permanent spells. And it has the activated ability, four mana and tap, add Wooberg to your mana pool. So white, blue, black, red, green. When you cast your next spell this turn, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile an instant or sorcery card with lesser mana value. Until end of turn, you may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Each other card exile this way, right? Put each other card exile this way on the bottom of your library in a random order. So it's a three mana, one four that limits what you can cast and four mana tap it you net a mana and you can cascade your instant sorceries basically yeah that sounds about right i'll probably end up making this deck for nostalgia purposes uh apparently i used to have a rocking horse that uh, i named cody and my grandmother reminds me of this all the time so yeah cool yep i don't have i don't (laughs) like this card but we'll move on um you don't have a you don't have a rocking horse named cody come on now Nope. All right. Moving on, we have Combat Professor. Three and a white for a bird cleric at common. It's two through flying. At the beginning of combat on your turn, target creature you control gets plus one, plus O, oh, and gains vigilance till end of turn. So, bare minimum, four mana, three, three, flying vigilance. Okay. Next up, we have Magma Opus. Six blue and a red for an instant at Mythic. Magma Opus deals four damage divided as you choose among any number of targets. Tap two target permanents. Create a 4-4 blue and red elemental creature token. Draw two cards. And it has the ability you can activate from your hand. Blue-red hybrid, blue-red hybrid. Discard Magma Opus. Create a treasure token. This is a lesser ultimatum. Yeah, we'll um, we'll see this uh, as far as the discard ability goes. We'll see this as a theme with the is it cards. Um, I'm more interested to see how that played out in their quote unquote testing because that doesn't seem like that great of ability. But at the same time, it kind of reminds me a little bit like Shark Typhoon, like gives you something to do on the turns where this is like way too expensive to do something with it. So yeah, this one will be interesting. I think with cards we got in Call Time, so like Goldspan Dragon, it's could be relevant. And this seems like the kind of card you want to cast on your opponent's upkeep. Like tap two of your lands, kill a thing or maybe two, make a 4-4 and draw two cards. Yeah, that seems right. All right, so due to uh, my you superior... You don't need to say superior, that. Well, we're going to say it, Micah. You don't okay. need to say it here, too. Due to my superiority, I'm going to be reading the next two cards. So, because they're in Japanese or whatever. Anyways, we have Greening Ingus. So it's two and a red for a creature elemental, 2-2. Two, two. So you can pay one red, return Green Eos to its owner's hand, and then you can add colorless, colorless red, activate this ability only anytime you could cast a sorcery. Um, yeah, like I just said, it was in time spiral. Uh, nothing too crazy. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be like standard playable or anything. So uh, the one thing is, uh, some prognosticators said 
because we're going to give the mystical archives their own episode but with mystical archive they're adding some storm cards to the historic format and some are saying that this might be one of the abilities like combine this with Bergy to be able to storm people so that's just hmm. something to keep in mind okay that's pretty cool all right, let's look at the next one. So we have uh, Elemental Summoning. So it's three, is it, is it? So three red, red, three blue, blue, three blue, red. For a sorcery lesson, create a four, four blue and red elemental creature token. That's it. So basically we're seeing a cycle where each college has a sorcery lesson that allows you to make its token. Because we saw the red, white make the three, two spirit. Mm-hmm. And so now we see this one. Yeah, like I said, I think this will be pretty high picks and draft. And so. Didn't we? We saw, yeah, and we saw the black green one we talked about last week, though, because it makes two pests. Oh, so yeah, that's right. That the one. pests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Sorry. And when I say high pick, I just mean that, like, it's going to be, if you have nothing else to draft, those are going to be draftable. Anyways, moving on to the next card, we have Expression of Repetition. So it's one, or sorry, it's a blue and a red for a sorcery. So look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them in your hand, one at the bottom of your library, and then exile the rest. Until the end of turn, you may play the exiled cards. So I basically read this as like, draw a card and the next two cards you better play quickly, which is still pretty good because if you're in some type of burn strategy, this will be pretty great, actually. What about you? What do you think, Mecca? Well, you can, it's two mana draw two if you can cast one of the cards the same turn. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, it is. Okay, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, this card seems great. I think this will be yeah. like modern playable, possibly. So, Well, I don't know about modern, but I could see this card probably get some constructed play. It's cheap enough, which is always yeah. kind two of... Two mana. It's two mana. It's got to. It's yeah. Got yeah. To. Alrighty, moving on to the next one. We have Expressive Artists. So we have is it is it is it is it uh those are the hybrid ones again uh for a creature orc wizard uh has magecraft so whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell target creature you control or target a creature you control until the end of turn it has if this creature would leave the battlefield exile it instead of putting it anywhere else and whenever you exile this creature create a red blue four four elemental creature token and this is rare by the way so for a four four um no, this one seems kind of cool. I'm, I think being mega pipped out here with uh, all the hybrid will. I mean, having the hybrid mana makes this card a little more playable and constructed, but still, it's kind of a hard mana cost. What do you think, Mecca? Yeah, like none of the knights from Eldraine. Well, probably just because the rest of Eldraine is so bonkers nuts. Got any play? But I'm in a we'll see mode with this card. Yeah, if anything, it'll be edh so that's fine uh let's see i think micah's gonna take it away from me go ahead man all right so next up we have creative outburst three blue blue red red for an instant at uncommon it says creative outburst deals five damage to any target look at the top five cards of your library put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order and it has the um hybrid hybrid discard it make a treasure token ability that magma opus had this seems very expensive for kill a thing, draw a card. Yeah. Again, they're just leaning more into that discard ability of making a treasure. Um, there must either be a theme or again, just like in hindsight, like you said, with like gold span or in future sets, this, the treasure just might be continue to be a theme throughout. So, I mean, 
Would you really want to run this in limited? I mean, it's a removal spell and it has and it replaces itself, so that's really good. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not technically dead because you give yourself a treasure token, but that's a lot of mana for a removal spell, even if it does replace itself. I mean, I would run it. I mean, and, and the thing is, like in any kind of is it spell decks, I'm gonna run it in draft for sure. So, I mean, it might not end up being good, but uh, this card usually screams to me one of if anything so all right moving on we have solve the equation uh two and a blue for a sorcery at uncommon it says search your library for an instant or sorcery card reveal it put it into your hand then shuffle i was surprised this kind of card didn't exist already and this is about to go into a lot of edh decks yeah, just as a quick finance thing, this is one of those cards where if you get to draft it, just mop these up and let them sit in your, you know, bulk collection for a long time. And this will be like three or four dollars later down the road. So anyways, yeah, great. <laughs> Another tutor. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we have Explosive Welcome. Seven and a red. So eight mana total for an instant at Uncommon. It says Explosive Welcome deals five damage to any target and three damage to any other target add red 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 so it's net uh five mana but kills two things probably could maybe finish off your opponent limited only yeah it's a it's a it's a one of in your top end of your limited deck so cool card but yeah that's about it moving on we have make your mark for a single red white hybrid instant at common it says target creature gets plus one plus oh until end of turn when that creature dies this turn create a three two red and white spirit creature token you're gonna want to mop these up in limited i think it might see some like like maybe feather historic would want it uh maybe but just because feather your your creature's like not gonna die so um no, I mean, this is cool. It's like a pseudo, the card we, I was talking about in block. the um, gift Demonic of, Gifts? Yeah, yeah, Demonic Gifts. So it's like a pseudo one of those. Um, another quick note, I'm curious about the lore here. It's interesting. Um, this, I guess, Red White's all about the history of the school, I guess. So anyways, cool card. Next up, we have Mage Hunter. Three and a black for a horror at Uncommon. It is a 3-4, and it says whenever an opponent casts or copies an instant or sorcery spell, they lose one life. So it's like, give your opponent magecraft and they lose. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's a horror, right? So, mm-hmm. Moving on, we have another MDFC. On the front side, we have Wandering Archaic. Five mana for a creature avatar at rare. Four, four. And says, whenever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery spell, they may pay two. If they don't, you may copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. That seems pretty fun. And on the back side, we have Explore the Vast Lands. Three mana for a sorcery at rare. Each player looks at the top five cards of their library, reveals a land card and or an instant or sorcery card from among them, then puts the cards they revealed this way into their hand and the rest on the bottom of their library in a random order. Each player gains three life. Seems like a fun card to me. Especially like EDH. Yeah, definitely an EDH card. Yeah, seems cool. I like the art on this too. So, Moving on, we have Stonebinders Familiar. It's a single white mana for a spirit dog 
at uncommon. It is a 1-1 and says, whenever one or more cards are put into exile during your turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on Stonebinders Familiar. This ability triggers only once each turn. I don't know what to think about it. It's a dog. It's going to go in dog tribal. Commander. You know it goes. All right. Moving on, we have Tanazir Quandrix. Three green and blue for a legendary creature, Elder Dragon at Mythic. It is a 4-4 with flying and trample. And when Tanazir Quandrix enters the battlefield, double the number of plus one plus one encounters on target creature you control. And whenever Tanazir Quandrix attacks, you may have the base power and toughness of other creatures you control become equal to Tanazir Quandrix's power and toughness until end of turn. Huh. Yeah, I was expecting you to have more to say on this since you were liking well, the Quandrix, uh, what is it, spell. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little, as we'll see with the other one too, I'm a little underwhelmed right now with Elder Dragons, but I guess it's kind of a good thing they're not busted. Well, I'm a big fan of like Crater Hoof effects, and I mean, who isn't? But mm. I think this could be a fun EDH card for sure. I don't see. Oh, I missed that. Okay, other creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So, like, well, you like you're going because also we know that the Quandrix, Simic, Green, Green, Blue, um, Commander Precon is. Uh, the face commander is one that doubles tokens. And so like if you put this in it and like if you're going wide enough and uh, what's the infect? Uh, uh, oh, tri- Triumph of the Hordes? Tri- yeah, Triumph of the... Okay, that, that's just so win more. I, it's like, I don't even know where my mind went there. <laughs> if you just do everything and take the throw it at your you have, face, I think you win, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, these seven cards. All right. We also have Galazath Prismari, two blue and a red for a legendary creature, Elder Dragon at Mythic, 3-4 with flying. And when Galazath Prismari enters the battlefield, create a treasure token, some more treasure, and artifacts you control have tap at a mana of any color. Use this mana only to cast instants and sorceries. Hmm, that's that's very interesting. So you don't have to sack your treasure to get the mana, but you can only cast instants and sorceries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we, mean, again, this one. Okay, this one. I, I, didn't, I don't think I missed anything. I think I'm still a little underwhelmed, but it's cool though. I mean, it's a three-four dragon for flying, so that's fine. I mean, it helps you can you can cast ultimatums. Yeah, I just I think the um, the white red is more of the well. I mean, red is really the treasure color, so I guess the blue is not that mm-hmm. big of a deal. I just I don't know. Like I'm thinking about it, like the deck we were kind of talking about last time that I, I kind of want to try with with uh, Prog and Magda, right? Just like pump out like tons of uh, what you call it, like treasures and stuff. So maybe there's like a I don't know, like a Just Guy America like treasure deck coming. So who knows? All right, moving on, we have Hall Monitor. A single red mana for a lizard shaman at uncommon. It is a 1-1 with haste, and it has the activated ability. One red tap target creature can't block this turn. Seems like a pretty good limited card. Probably, maybe, means for 1-1 with haste. Maybe mono red. Would you rather have this or the fireblade charger? I don't know. Probably still fireblade charger. Uh, Definitely the charger. Yeah, for sure. Right, yeah. So, moving on. We have another one of my favorite cards in the set. 
thigh reds earlier today. We have multiple choice X and a blue for a sorcery at rare. And it says if X is one scry one, then draw a card. If X is two, you may choose a player. They return a creature they control to its owner's hand. If X is three, create a four, four blue and red elemental creature token. If X is four or more, do all of the above. This card design is like the first time I've ever seen anything like it. And this is so I keep saying the word fun a lot and I'm becoming self-conscious about it, but I feel like there's no other way to describe this. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I think the only issue I have with it is that it's either one or all right. So I, I mean, it might've been too strong, but I would have rather have seen it be like, okay, if you pay two, then you get like ability a and B you know, C, mm-hmm. A, B, C. So I don't know. I would have liked that a little bit better because it's at sorcery speed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a cool card. So you'll probably run this in your commander deck, I'm sure. Probably. Um, although, why would you ever cast this? I was like, all right, I'm a stunt on you. X is five. Because <laughs> right. it doesn't do anything else. All right, moving on, we have Ingenious Inspiration. Two and a red for a sorcery at Uncommon. It deals three damage to any target and learn. Really good limited card. I think it might be better than limited, actually. At least I think really? I think it'll be standard playable. Their damage to any target is kind of a big deal. I mean, it's we have a royal weaker. eruption. Yeah, but that's two mana at sorcery speed. And remember, you get to rummage or learn, like get a card out of the board. And we still haven't seen like the best of the learn cards. But I mean, you can hear me out here. Like in your burn deck, you get the. Uh, you have this, you have the adamant one. So you've like, you just loaded up with all this, the burn spells, right? And then let's say you're flooding out really hard. So then you go get the card that's uh, allows you to wheel your hand, basically. Uh, I think it's, I think it's fairly decent. So we will see. Next up, we have Maelstrom Muse. This has another one of those funny mana costs. It's one blue hybrid red. So either one blue, blue, red or one blue, red, red for a uh, genius wizard. 2-4 with flying at uncommon. And it says, whenever Maelstrom Muse attacks, the next instant or sorcery you cast this turn will cost X less to cast, X being the power of Maelstrom Muse as this ability is resolved. So the whole minus 2, minus 0, get them. Get them. Goozle them. I think this card's not very good. Yeah, it's okay. But, yeah. Limited. Limited is our answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even know if it's that great and limited. No, it's probably not. Or four mana two four. Next up, we have Prismari Campus, which is just the blue red version of the Campus land we saw before. So it enters tap taps for blue or red and has the activate ability. Four mana tap at scry one. Nothing else to add. Next up, we have Prismari Pledge Mage. So it had two hybrid mana. So blue red blue red for Orc Wizard at common 3-3 with defender and has magecraft whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell prismari pledge mage can attack this turn as if it did not have defender this is just straight up a ravnica set (laughs) yeah well actually it's funny because this one and you will see another card later um this is actually the basically taken from the landfall from zenikar so there was Mm -hmm. a that stupid squid landfall Mm -hmm. i love that yeah, you make an attack, and there's going to be another card that you um, magecraft, and it pumps it. So, yeah. Wasn't there a Cyclops in the like? Uh, it would have yeah, been there a, was. Yeah, Guilds of Ravnica. Yeah, it's a zero four or something like that. Yeah. 
All right. Next up, we have Spectacle Mage. One blue and a red for a bird shaman at common. It is a 2-2 with flying, and it says, Instant and sorcery spells you cast with mana value 5 or greater cost 1 less to cast. Why doesn't this have Spectacle? I mean, it should cost blue and a red if an opponent has dealt, um, taken damage this turn. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Spectacle mechanic. Yeah. I guess they couldn't stick it in here. Too much going on. I mean, it was, it was a Rakdos mechanic, but... See, this it kind of throws me off when they add like the names of other mechanics into newer cards, but that's a, just a bad joke. All right, moving on, we have Practical Research. Three blue and a red for an instant at Uncommon. It says, draw four cards, then discard two cards, unless you discard an instant or sorcery card. Seems really good. Probably yeah, too sure expensive is. for Constructed. Uh, oh, yeah, it's five mana, not four. I was about to say, yeah. there's the, the four mana one that if you pitch an artifact, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. maybe too too expensive. Probably a pretty high pick in limited. Next up, we have Rutha Mercurial Artist. One blue and a red for a legendary creature. Orc Shaman at uncommon. It is a one for it with the activated ability. Two mana. Return Rutha Mercurial Artist to its owner's hand. Copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's a cool engine card. Definitely, this one is definitely commander focused. I feel like and, and limited too because you just keep get to keep redoing this. So yeah, cool card. Next up, we have another MDFC. We have Extus Auric Overlord. One white, black, black for a legendary creature, human warlock at mythic. It is a two four with double strike, and it has Magecraft. Return target non legendary creature from your graveyard to your hand. And on the back side, we have Awaken the Blood Avatar. That's a really cool name. Six black red for a sorcery at Mythic. As an additional cost to cast the spell, you may sacrifice any number of creatures. This spell costs two less to cast for each creature sacrificed this way. And it says each opponent sacrifices a creature. Create a 3-6 black and red avatar creature token with haste. And whenever this creature attacks, it deals three damage to each opponent. Whoa. I like this card a lot. I don't really know how good it is, but just the so, design of it seems so tight. If we're talking about Commander, this is really great. Um, reanimator creature on a stick is awesome. Allows you to go in three colors. Uh, yeah, this card is just like really powerful and really cool, really flexible here. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know about constructed play. Um you needed some really good creatures. However, there, I mean, we still have uh what is it? Like the apostle, the demon apostle thing that like, when it comes back from the graveyard, it becomes a five, five. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of actually interesting things you can do with this. So and actually well, with that, you can get three creatures. It doesn't that. reanimate. It returns it to your hand. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. That's eh, a little worse then, but still cool. Still mm-hmm. cool. Next up we have defend the campus. Three and a white for an instant at common. It says choose one. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Or destroy target creature with power four or greater. Yeah, I've seen this before at the end of Harry Potter when they're all defending Hogwarts. Yeah. Mm. Seems good. Uh, what are they defending? It? What, what are those in the art? Uh, it looks... They look like Drawsy to me, but that's not they right. Could, no, they do look like a draw, but they're just horrors. Like they're basically the, um, what's the, the, spectral things that are black from Azkaban, Azkaban, the um dementors yeah that's what they are essentially i think in the plot here like dementor looking things so I don't know. all right yeah i don't think this card's very good but yep yep it looks Ooh. flexible but 
the first one's a single mana ability or card like charge is a single mana and then the last one is okay removal not great costa you want to take this uh next no, card? we're gonna save we're gonna save this next card for last we're gonna save oh we next. are yeah we're gonna save it for last all right then moving on we have clever lumamancer a single white mana for a human wizard uncommon zero one has magecraft it gets plus two plus two until end of turn usually you'll yeah. see this kind of thing in red and white it seems very well it's, it's steppy different links. It is what I was talking about earlier. Steppy Links and the one we got from Zenikar Rising, the the red one, right? So it's just worse what? because your your land drops. Is it? Free. Yeah, I think it's worse. I think it's worse because your land drops you want to hit on curve, right? Like you're going to play the land drop and it's free. Versus like let's say you have a spell that's relevant in your hand and you're casting it just to trigger the plus two plus two. It doesn't. To me, it seems worse. Like it's not bad. It's just worse in in those cases. I feel like. But it's a lot easier to cast multiple instants and sorceries than make multiple land drops in a turn. Yeah, but if you think about it, like the the aggressive decks, that's true. You can cast multiple, but here, like playing the land is free and then following up with another card that advances the board. This is more like, uh, like I, I guess the best way to think about it is kind of like... Um, What's the fairy that like gets like plus two O has like flying uh, we dragonauts right? So the reason to me we dragonauts didn't work the second time around is the what I'm trying to like make a point about is you have to play those spells into it and then if the creature dies you wasted all that to buff it right? But playing a land is advancing your board doing what you want to do and there's no extra cost to it so that's kind of like the trade off. To me, to me. We'll, we'll agree to disagree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so next up we have Sudden Breakthrough. One in a red for an instant at common. It says target creature gets plus two plus one against first strike until end of turn and create a treasure. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, that's a magic card. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think so, this one. And limited. Yeah. Another good limited combat trick for sure. That came out kind of awkward, but whatever. Next up, we have Resculpt. One in blue for an instant at common. Exile target artifact or creature. More blue artifact removal. This time it says its controller creates a 4-4 blue and red elemental creature token. I kind of think it's like you almost want to target a treasure with this and turn it into a 4-4. But more blue artifact removal in EDH. Yeah, but I mean, it's pretty, it's strictly worse than the other one. And it, I mean, it's, it's two mana worse. instant. I still think it's worse. I mean, well, I know you said strictly worse. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to stick with that. It's Semantics. strictly worse. <laughs> oh, come strictly on. Worse. No, no. Divine <laughs> Gambit is not the best magic card of all time. Just sure get is. out of here. No, I was going to say that the, what is it? The angelic gift or whatever. The one mm-hmm. that like exiles and makes a four, four. That's all this is basically. Um, and because it's hitting an artifact, it must be it has to be a really good artifact to make it a four four. So yeah, that's all right. But I think like at the end of the day, also why this is not strictly worse than Raven form is you can target your own treasure token and turn it into a four four. Sure, sure, that's fine. I don't right, know. I like the bird, bird, you know birds are good. better. Better birds, birds are better. Are, but you can only target your opponent's things with Raven form. That's right. Birds are better. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Next up, we have culmination of studies. 
X, blue and a red for a sorcery at rare. It says, exile the top X cards of your library. For each land card exiled this way, create a treasure token. For each blue card exiled this way, draw a card. For each red card exiled this way, culmination of studies deals one damage to each opponent. Neat. <laughs> I don't know. What else. I don't know what to think about this. Uh, yeah, it's okay. I, I think it should have been just like hybrid. Is it? Or sorry, like is it X? Because like the two mana, you have to put a, a bunch of mana to make this like worth a darn. So yeah, whatever. Like say you X is two, you exile two cards. It's a land and a red card. You spent four mana to make a treasure and ping your opponent for one. If yeah. it's a land and a blue card, you have to draw a card to make a treasure. That's not worth it. Right. Yeah, this is yeah, that's you have to put so much man into this to make it worth it. This is this is stone cold unplayable and everything. Can't even play it in Yu-Gi-Oh. So, yeah, you can't play this in Yu-Gi-Oh for a lot of reasons. See, you agree with me. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll finish off the last four. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, so we'll start off with the uh, strictly better get out of here. Uh Poeta Criedo or a believed poet. So this is a one in a block for a human warlock 2-1. And whenever believed poet attacks, you, uh, you may pay two life. If you do, it gets flying until end of turn. Uh, sure. I mean, aggressive uh, limited card. Yep. You want to kill your opponent before it kills you? Yes, exactly. All right. Next, we have Enorme Deception or Enormous Disappointment. Uh, that's three in a black for an instant. Uh, each player loses two life and you draw two cards. Um, I mean, it's an instant. Draw two cards. Sure. It, it, it'll be a low grade. See, I think filler. I mean, it's black card draw. I think it's. I think it's playable and limited, but no, yeah, it is. It is. It's just. I think it's like filler, right? So yeah. Alrighty. Next we have. Uh, hmm. Let me see if I can say this one. Marcelo or Bat Eye. Oh God, that's probably. I probably butchered that. Anyways, it's just a black mana for a creature bat one one with flying, and when it dies, you learn. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is pretty cool. Um, I like the flavor text. I can't actually understand it, but somehow I found it earlier, but it was like, this is a good, uh, creature for potions and, but the bat disagrees. So any comments on that one, Micah? It's a one man on one, one flyer. Dying and learning seems good. So if you have, I feel like dying to rummage is no, I'm just it's not about the bad. You wouldn't say that's yeah. bad. It's just not good. But it's if you have good. a really good lesson, if you have a good lesson in your sideboard and limited, because this is not seeing any constructed play, yeah, um, it's then it's worth it. If I don't have a good lesson, I don't care about this at all. Right. Well, speaking of uh, constructed play, the final card of our list here, I think, is going to see a lot of constructed play. And we have Dominio Sinestro, or Sinister Dominance. So it's three and a black for an instant. Um, you may exile target, sorry, you exile target creature or planeswalker. However, it has an alternative cost here. You can pay one and a black. So seems good right well there's a little catch if you pay one in a block an opponent may draw a card so i think this card is really good i think this card is 
really, really, really good, actually, <laughs> just because um, it's an efficient, cheap removal spell. Uh, it's not as good as Path to Exile, which Mike and I established earlier. Um, but I do think it, it might... So I think in Modern, this card does make you consider to go mono black, or at least it'll give you the option to go mono black if that's you know indeed a thing or whatever. Um, in Pioneer, I think this card is really good. Uh, we did just get Uroban, so this card just came a little too late, uh, which is kind of funny because that means your Uro drawed you two cards, essentially, and got rid of a removal spell. But anyways, um, yeah, I think this card is, is awesome. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. What do you? How, what was your end uh, idea or thoughts on this, Micah? Did you like it overall? Well, I was like comparing it to something like Into Extinction or Vraska's Contempt. Mm-hmm. That where the bottom line of text is the same, but like if your opponent doesn't play any creatures or planeswalkers, which isn't uncommon, then those cards would be dead in your hand. Whereas this one is not, and for that reason, it's just it's a furthering of the idea that Watsi is making a lot of cards more and more flexible. Whether or not they have an obsession with yoga up there, who knows? But. It's a it's a really good card. Well, I think they have to because in Seattle it rains a lot, and so when you're inside, all to do day, with yoga. Oh, well, guess. you're inside all day, right? You know, you have to you do yoga inside. I guess you could do it outside too, but whatever. You know. All right, real fast. There was another card spoiled while we were recording, and boy, oh, is it a doozy! Hey. We have Frost Trickster, two in a blue for a bird wizard at common. It is a two-two with flying. And when it enters the battlefield, tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature does not untap during its controller's next untap step. That's a really good card. Wow, that card is That's... a really high pick and <laughs> limited. Very high Power pick. creep on Frostlings up to yep. Wazoo. They just gave Frostlings flying. That's... Uh, that's a little excessive, yeah. I think that card actually is really powerful. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't wait to draft a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. All right, so that will do it for this episode of MTG Untapped. We did not quite reach the double jumbo length, but that's okay. We're giving you all lots of premium content over these past two weeks. But so I don't know where <laughs> this sense is going. All right. So if you all like right. our jokes, please give us a five-star rating. And if you don't like our jokes, give us a five-star rating. And then tell us why emailing us at the Untapped Mailbag. Is that what you're trying to say, Micah? I'm just going to move on. All right. So <laughs> what do y'all think of all these awesome Strixhaven spoilers? Are you super excited for the set? I am at this point. I'm probably way more into the lore hold stuff than any of the others, but we have a lot more cards to see. So let us know what you think of all these spoilers on Twitter at MTG untapped pod or follow us on Facebook at MTG untapped podcast. If you have any other ideas for things you would like us to talk about, or if you just want to talk to us, we like more friends email us at untappedmailbag at gmail.com. And oh, we coasted. did you or did you not just post a new video to our YouTube page? I did. And so, in fact, you can catch me on our new page on YouTube at Untapped Studios. I am trying to be a little more um, consistent with posting videos. So give it a check every once a week or so. Um, the easiest way, you can also just subscribe and uh, hit that notification bell. And it'll let you know when I post something. So, yeah. I have been the Micah signing off for Costa. This has been MTG Untapped. We will talk to you all next week. Later. Later. I'm going to go get some more food from the cafeteria. <laughs>